Welcome everyone to our podcast. This is a conversation between Dara Bethlehem, Director of Product Marketing for Thales Identity Products, and me, Martin Kuppinger, I'm Principal Analyst at Kuppinger Cole. And we'd like to discuss and exchange our, our perspectives on the interplay between zero trust on one hand, a very pop popular password these days, and identity and access management on the other side. Welcome, Dana. Thank you so much, Martin. Glad to be here. So, so, so let's directly get started. So when we look at zero trust, this has been as a term around for a long, long time. And it looks like it becomes increasingly popular these days and more relevant to businesses. So what has changed from your perspective? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Martin. Um, I was uh, just doing some research into Zero Trust recently uh, because I had to uh, discuss it internally with some salespeople. They were getting questions about Zero Trust. And um, I was very surprised to see, to see that Zero Trust uh, has been around for 10 years. So 10 year anniversary for Zero Trust. But I think that we're at a real milestone at this very point in time where the stars are aligned to give a new a new life on, on Zero Trust. And it's an exciting period, especially for identity and access management and Zero Trust. Yeah. And, and why is it? So I, I would say it's partially because when Zero Trust started, it was Zero Trust Network. So it was a concept which had a, was very network centric. Exactly. And right now we're talking about Zero Trust as a far broader concept. Uh, yeah. which is mainly about identity, which is about a lot of other things. And I, I believe that is probably one of the the main drivers. The other main driver from my perspective is simply uh, we have a challenge. We have different deployment models. We have ever increasing attacks. So so would you share that perspective yeah, that these are the, yeah, sure. the reasons why it is? Yeah, you're, you, again, um, I think that when Zero Trust was first um, if, when, when it was first presented way back when, uh, it was mainly conceived as um, a way for increasing security and, and heavily adopted by network security providers. But at that point in time, um, the level of cloud expansion and the level of uh, cloud adoption was nowhere near it, where it is today. And so although um, we began talking way back when about the disintegration of the traditional security parameter uh, within organizations today, and especially as a result of COVID-19, we can really see it breaking up before our eyes, right? The, the mass move of employees to home means that organizations are uh, provisioning massive cloud solutions to their customers, uh, to their, sorry, to their users in order to enable them to work from home. Um, and what we've seen is that many of the traditional network security solutions that enabled remote working for maybe a, a part of employees, either through the VPN or through other gateway type solutions, are no longer um, meeting the needs when everybody is working from home. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good point beyond what I mentioned that the reality today is that we have devices which are personal devices where people use them because it was the only option to work from home sometimes. And we have this this massive adoption of cloud specifically in, in the, in, in the past few months, uh, it was in the crisis, but even before, I think cloud adoption, when, when looking at the uptake of cloud first strategies in organizations, that, that all leads to 
uh, a higher adoption for zero trust. And I think the model behind it also looks or is from my perspective something which is valid. There are a, a number of good things in that. So there's a logic in, in more and more organizations adopting zero trust. So when we look at this, what does zero trust really mean uh, in the world of identity management? So I think that um, for all organizations, zero trust means that you really need to, uh, that you can't really trust anybody or any entity that is accessing any application or any um, network route within an enterprise. So it's uh, mm -hmm. trust no one, verify everywhere. And because um, organizations no longer have that uh, kind of security gateway at the point uh, of entry to their networks, um, then that, uh, that precept, that tenant of having to verify mm -hmm. everyone, everywhere, uh, is, is very, very um, suited to today's reality, where, as you just mentioned, users are accessing applications from everywhere, mainly from home <laughs> at this very specific point in time, but from everywhere in general, from multiple devices. Mm -hmm. And not only that, is that applications are also being delivered from everywhere. So you have uh, the way that I see it in my mind is a kind of a constellation. When you look up to the star, to the sky at night, you see, you know, millions and millions of stars, and uh, that's the way I kind of um, see this, uh, see the, the 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 enterprise environment today. You have hundreds of applications being delivered from many many places. You have users everywhere. And uh, the need to secure those users, the most natural way to secure those users and to secure all your data and all your applications is by making sure that they're protected when they log into applications at that very uh, access point. So in, in my mind, in that respect, the access point, the, 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 the application access point has really become the front line of security. Yeah, and that aligns very well with, with, with how I tend to describe it. Because when we look at what happens is we have a user accessing a device, going through whichever type of network to either a cloud service or a server, so a system where an application runs. And then information data is accessed. So where do we can get a grip on that? The device might be owned by the user, so we are limited in that. We don't know which network. It can be every network, and the service can reside everywhere. So frequently, the SaaS service, we don't have to creep on the, the server exactly. itself. So it's the application at that end, and it's the user at that end. And at the other end, as behind yeah. the application, it's the, the data. And then it's about authenticating. And it's about access controls at the application level, at the information level. These are the things we, we, we really can enforce security yeah. and where we can uh, implement our zero trust model and that means at the end identity is management exactly comes in where we have the touch points for future security absolutely and and the beauty of this solution is that it's actually um, when you think about it it's network agnostic because uh it in implements security for identities and protects applications without a, without having to really understand how a user is getting into that application, which network, which underlying network is being used. And, um, and another really good thing is that um, these solutions, cloud-based um, access uh, management solutions, are really uh, quite mature today. So these are, these are mm -hmm. solutions that can be implemented today to meet today's needs. 
Whereas um, on the network security side, I think that there's a kind of, um, that, that area is still evolving. Although of course, um, the best policy is always to have a multi-layered approach. So I'm not saying that organizations shouldn't be protecting their networks and, and their, um, their traffic routes, mm -hmm. they, they should be, but um, they, the, these solutions should definitely be working together to provide a much more um, comprehensive solution, mm -hmm. uh, security solution for a much broader uh, footprint um, today within the enterprise. Yeah, and and, and I think the, the point is also there's not a single only way to implement zero yeah. trust. There there are different ways which also depend on the the risks on the uh, the risk appetite of organizations on what they have in infrastructure, how things are working, but clearly. The, the things where it's easy, the areas where it's easiest is very where identification, authentication, and where access happen, because this is what we always have. The other things like network might vary massively. So we might have so many different uh, types of access, so many different types of devices, so that it's hard to do it consistent. The one thing I'd like to add is, is clearly when we look at implementation, or two things maybe to add. The one is, there's not a single tool for zero trust security. So exactly. zero trust security is a concept, a paradigm. It's not a tool. So if, if someone sells, this is the so, one and only solution for zero trust, it's probably going a little over the top. But if someone sells, this helps you in going towards the zero trust concept, that might make a lot of sense. The other thing is be careful with layered security. You need layered security, but be careful not to have too many layers and too many elements yeah. of that because that causes other issues here. So that would be a little little bit of my perspective on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimately, every so, every all the solutions have to. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Ultimately, all the solutions have to uh, fit together and and work together. Um, totally agree there. But just coming back to um, your earlier question about, you know, why uh, why is this kind of a, a maybe exaggerating a golden age for zero trust? But I think it also that um, we're at a point in time where many, many organizations, and we're hearing it a lot from our customers as well, are looking to uh, see how they can um, revamp and modernize and replace legacy systems. And there, I think there's, a, there's probably a void in, you know, what are the next steps? What kind of guidance can CISOs and risk managers uh, take and implement in order to take this next step into the future in order to make their organizations mm -hmm. uh, ready and secure for the future where we're going to be much more cloud centric? And um, that's why zero trust is uh, is is kind of a security scheme for the moment, because it does give um, very good and practical guidelines as to how organizations can move in a phased approach from what they have today um, and where they want to be tomorrow in terms of securing um, these kind of dispersed cloud-centric environments. Yeah, it's a sort of if A, then B. If you say A, cloud first, then the logical B is Security must follow concepts around zero trust. There are variants around it, but yeah. in the end, it's, it's a very logical consequence of cloud-first strategies that you need new modern security concepts. So coming close to an end, what would be your, your most important advice uh, when it comes um, to zero trust? 
and identity management in that context. Yeah. So first of all, I think that because of um, we see that this that organizations are really having to adopt cloud applications really to um, enable um, their needs of the moment. Uh, that's a good place to start, you know, really trying to map out which cloud applications you've got and um, implementing access controls at the access point for your cloud applications. Good also to take into account how um, any kind of access controls do indeed meet zero trust. What we didn't mention actually is the need for continuous um, validation, continuous uh, identity validation, the need to really um, assess that um, a user who's accessing an application is validated and authorized to do so each time they hop from one application to the next, even though there might be a single sign-on session in place, um, it's incumbent on any solution to really re-verify and continuously authenticate users who are accessing applications. And that really meets that um, verify everywhere, trust no one um, approach that is one of the core tenets of zero trust security. Full agreement. What I would add is understand your risks. So understand where the biggest risks exactly. are, implement adequate measures, and, and try to find a very good balance of verify and do it continuously without yeah. and layered security without ending up with a zoo of different yeah. tools with too many of them. So you need some. Yeah but not too many. Dana, thank you very much for this talk. Uh, we already spent our time on that. Uh, hopefully this is um, as interesting and relevant to everyone else listening to this podcast as it is uh, to us. So thank you very much. Thank you, Martin. Thanks for having me. Great discussion.